the definitive guide to holiday-let success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I'm your host, Elaine Watt. Thanks so much for joining me today. Now, my guest for today is a hugely successful holiday home or as he really is, a service accommodation provider. His name is Jason West and he owns a company called Home Apartments. Now, Home Apartments started off with just a couple of properties, but he has built systems and processes that have created such a great foundation for his business that has meant that he has been able to rapidly scale up and he's now very nearly at 10 properties and that's in a very short space of time and he'll go into detail in the interview. Now, Jason's going to share some of the ways that he has made life much easier for himself and how he's gone about doing that, how he's been able to offload all of that information that we all end up having inside our heads onto paper or onto a system such as Asana, such as a spreadsheet, because Jason is a spreadsheet genius, as you will hear, and how he has made those elements, the backbone, the basis, the foundation of his business on which it has grown so rapidly. Now, just to give you an idea of how well this business has grown, we recorded at the end of 2016, and I'm now releasing this podcast mid-February 2017, and I've seen him, and he's always posting great value information inside lots of different Facebook groups, and, and I'll share you some links of how you can connect with Jason online at the end. But I've seen him post very recently that this year alone, so we're only into the middle of February, he has taken over £100,000 worth of bookings in his business already. Now, I'm sure that's got you interested. It certainly had me interested. And it's it just makes me feel very privileged that I had the opportunity to talk to him and to share this episode with you because he really does show you exactly how he's gone about this. And of course, as soon as you've heard it and you've seen it, that somebody else can do it, there's no reason why you can't apply that to your business. Now, before we head to the interview, I just wanted to say a quick word on what I think, and it is purely my opinion, the differences between serviced accommodation and a holiday home. Now, in lots of ways, they're very, very similar in that we have guests who are the main focus. We need to provide a a beautiful, stylish, comfortable and really well serviced property. We all need to advertise and market. We need great people to help us run our businesses. And that makes this industry the same. We use the same booking places, locations such as booking.com, HomeAway, VRBO, Airbnb. We need a channel manager and a central calendar to help us manage these different elements to make life much easier for ourselves. And then... To me, the the major difference is that a serviced accommodation property tends to be rather functional in that it's in a location where you might need to go for a specific reason, such as maybe visiting a teenager who is at university in that particular town. Maybe there's a wedding close by or you've got family you need to go and stay with. Maybe there's a show you want to go and see and you'd like to stay over in that location. Whereas for a holiday home, in my opinion, a holiday home is 
the location plus the property and the re- and somewhere that you can actually enjoy a property that you can enjoy and you choose that for the same reasons that you choose the location because you want to spend time there you want to relax there whereas the service is more of course you'll relax there of course you'll enjoy it of course it's beautiful but it's more of that functional base now that's just my opinion and I'd be really keen to hear what your opinion is between the similarities and differences between serviced accommodation and a holiday home. So head to holidayletsuccess.com forward slash Jason and leave me a comment. Let me know what you feel is a difference and what you feel is a similarity between the holiday let industry and the serviced accommodation industry. Are we one and the same? Are we different? Can we work together? Should we be working together? And should we be ensuring that we protect these industries as a whole? Is what I do within my holiday let liable to affect what someone running a serviced accommodation business does or what happens to their business? Because if I give a great experience in a holiday home, surely they would automatically want to book a serviced accommodation property or vice versa. If I were to give them a terrible experience, surely that guest may then group those types of properties all together and might just think, no, I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to go to a hotel. I'd be really keen to hear what you think. You know that I'm a great one that talks about protecting the industry. It's not just for you. It's not just for the guests. It's the industry as a whole. Are we one one and the same? So thank you for listening, enjoy the interview, and I can't wait to read your comments. Bye for now. And welcome to the Holiday Let Success Podcast. It's my pleasure to welcome Jason West to the show today. Jason, hi. Hello. Jason is the Managing Director of Home Apartments. They're a leading provider of serviced accommodation, currently operating in the south of England. Now, Jason has accumulated a great amount of experience in the marketing of serviced accommodation, and he's got a sharp focus on the guest experience, providing exceptional accommodation in key locations in the UK. Welcome, Jason. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Excellent. It's great to meet you. I've been following you online for quite some time and you share a lot of very, very useful information for for people who are getting into serviced accommodation. And, and for listeners, serviced accommodation is actually very similar to having a holiday home or a vacation rental property. It's just that serviced accommodation tends to be maybe in the center of town or a key location where lots of people will be traveling. Maybe it's close to an airport. Maybe it's people who are traveling on business. Would you agree with that, Jason? Yeah, yeah, that sounds just right. People, guests who are coming to stay in a holiday home or a vacation rental, they may be staying more for leisure Although there is the crossover in which serviced accommodation, of course, people can come and stay there on a, on a leisure basis, of course. But there are those crossovers. It is slightly different. But the way that Jason builds his business is very, very interesting. So we're going to dive into that today. And maybe we're, we're all going to learn quite a lot from Jason's rapidly expanding business. So, Jason, tell us a bit about your background, whereabouts you're based and, and how you got into this business. Okay, yeah, well, I'm from Poole in Dorset, uh, where I've lived for nearly 30 years now. A lovely part of the world, Um, you know, lots to do on the weekends. And obviously, uh, we've got beautiful beaches like sandbanks and so on. And uh, I have uh, mainly an IT background, probably since the 
early 2000s, I've been involved with e-commerce specifically, um, selling all kinds of different products online and uh, both digital and physical products in, in all kinds of different niches. But I've casually bought the odd property here and there in a standard sort of buy to let format. I also bought my own uh, commercial unit that I was using at the time for when I was selling e-commerce products. So I've, I've, I've not been uh, 100% focused property investor at all. Um, I've just been very casual in how I've bought uh, properties as I've gone along. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much where uh, I am now. OK, so so what made you change from the e-commerce to really focus in on building what's now getting to be quite a substantial property portfolio? Well, actually, it was really down to the fact that everything that I ever did with e-commerce seemed to have a lifespan. Okay. Uh, I did really well with it. Uh, you know, I've, I've literally sold millions and millions of pounds worth of products online, both physical and digital. And everything has a shelf life, you know, so you need to come up with something new. Uh, every few years, you need to come up with some new idea uh, and then market that idea and make money with it. So one day I decided to just have a little look and see how the properties that I had already that I was doing buy to let with were doing. So I put I'd never even put them in a spreadsheet. I didn't have an idea of the exact amount of profit per property I was making. So I just put it all into a spreadsheet and realized that I was making over twenty thousand pounds a year with these these buy to lets without really doing anything. Um, and so that suddenly returned my my focus to property in general. And then I got involved with various uh, courses and uh, companies to try and investigate more, learn more about property. And then, of course, I discovered serviced accommodation as a strategy. OK, and that fitted nicely with with you and the way that you have constantly marketed online. Would you say that's that's true? Yep, definitely. For me, this seemed to be the perfect sort of marrying of skills. I'm quite practical. Um, I like high standards of accommodation myself whenever I go away. And, uh, you know, a bit of an eye for detail, a bit fussy, if you if you like. <laughs> and, uh, you know, also, you know, I love uh, I love the online marketing side of things. And I thought, well, you know, out of all the property strategies, without a doubt, serviced accommodation is the one that needs strong online skills. Yeah, most definitely. And we will touch on those online skills uh, in a little while because it is so, so key to having a successful business, whether you call your holiday home a holiday letter, vacation rental property or serviced accommodation. However, you name that property, everything has moved on to online. So this is going to be very, very interesting to talk to you with somebody with so much background of selling on the Internet. And, and yeah. we'll have a look at how that's actually worked within your business. So how did home apartments come about? Did you buy did, did you actually change those existing buy to lets that you had to service accommodation and then think, right, we need an online brand? Or did you start afresh, leave those buy to lets how they were on? Were they on short term accommodation, yeah. long term lets or? Well, um, a couple of my properties that I, I thought of straight away when I first, you know, thought about serviced accommodation as a strategy. Unfortunately, I couldn't turn them into serviced apartments. They're in a, a, a lease, they're leasehold flats. The, I wrote to the freeholder who, who was actually happy uh, for me to do it and even agreed in the logic of doing it, converting it to serviced. 
Um, but unfortunately, the management company was a sticking point. They were arguing about increased insurance costs. They'd had previous bad experience with apartments being used for holiday lets, actually, in, in blocks that they manage. And say so they were a bit anti it, coupled with the fact that I would have had to have um, asked, you know, two tenants who'd been there for about five years uh, each to leave. And then knowing that I would have had to have done a big refurb on both apartments, um, you know, kind of put me off. So uh, that left me in the situation where I wanted to uh, obviously acquire more properties and get stuck into this business. So the logical progression was rent to rent. Okay, so that using the rent to rent strategy to move quickly because you can take on a rent to rent property a lot quicker than going through the process of buying another property has allowed you to start really really building this business pretty quickly and for listeners tell us what the rent to rent strategy is and how it works so simply put you're going to pay for the rent on a normal property you know that as long as it's suitable for serviced accommodation and we can talk about that later so you'll be paying the the rent on a property for say uh 500 pounds and then you'll be using that property as serviced accommodation and charging by the night and keeping the difference Okay, so what you're doing is you're going to another landlord and renting a property from him. Yep, or even through an agent, which is my preferred method, actually. Okay, so why why would you prefer to go through an agent rather than direct a landlord? Speed. Um, I can sit there on right move. I can handpick perfect places and then uh, just go straight after them. I, I don't want to play hunt the landlord um and uh, and then once i i found a landlord who's open to the idea of renting a property to me to then you know find out that the property is not suitable at all um it'd be wonderful if i was uh, you know uh, some kind of a ppn meeting or something and had a good chat with the landlord and they had suitable properties but you know it's going to be more difficult to find the right places quickly and i'm impatient and we can see that the speed at which you're changing a little bit impatience is always something that's going to drive you quickly on so that makes total sense now we have touched on rent to rent on the podcast in the past but yeah it's always great to to revisit why it's such a a good strategy because it's something that lots of people won't really have come across especially listeners who've maybe just started out with their own individual property or maybe not even thinking about expanding but we can talk about the blueprint that you've actually created for your apartments which is actually what you've what you seem to have done and correct me if I'm wrong you've gone into the apartment set it up as serviced accommodation so you've added everything you possibly need into the property for a guest to come and stay and you have also set up all the systems and processes to ensure that it runs correctly and you've set up the marketing and the holiday homes and once that is perfected you are then taking that exact blueprint and moving it onto another property would you say that's right i'd say that's exactly right yeah and how did you how did you start to get that first blueprint into place take us through the steps for people who are listening that have maybe at different stages of setting up their own holiday home or serviced accommodation? Well, for me, um, first thing was obviously to acquire the right kind of property. Um, and in my case, it, it turned out not to be a serviced apartment or, a, or an apartment or a flat. It turned out to be a detached house. <laughs> okay. But um, 
it, yeah it wasn't too much more money than um, a normal apartment anyway and obviously it offers uh, you know quite a bit more than just an apartment you know to have a little garden uh, two parking spaces lots of space within the property for me i was suppose i was trying to cover all bases as well i knew that this would be perfect for people to come and stay if they were uh, on holiday in the area. But also, you know, it could be used for, for corporate people, um, you know, to cut down costs for their accommodation with it having two bedrooms and also safer bed in the lounge. So it was a, it was a kind of a cover all basis property that got me first started. And then I furnished it um, to a high standard and put everything in the property made a list of every single thing that i bought so that i could do it again quickly next time and uh you know began marketing it and off we go excellent so the next step after you just before that marketing process and you've made the property look fantastic something i always touch on is the importance of photography can i ask you your opinion on photography and how important that is in sharing your property with potential future guests it's it's essential. This is the first thing that people see in those search results of any OTA. Um, they're, they're looking at the, all those different places where they're going to stay. You've got to have something in those photos that's going to catch people's eye. And then once they go and look at all the rest of the photos, they've got to be sold on that place. Because, for example, on Booking.com, people hardly read the description because the standard Booking.com description is pretty poor anyway. It's very basic. So they're they're really feeding off those photos. So they've got to be good. Excellent. And do you use a professional photographer to get it done quickly and, of course, to, to top quality? I have done both, actually. I've got a really good Nikon camera and I'm not bad with a camera. Excellent. I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a professional level, but I do know what I like and I know what looks good in a picture. So, for example, today I'm in my new service department, which is in uh, Southampton. And this morning I'll be taking photos of it. If I think they're of a high enough, high enough standard, then I'll, I'll use those. But otherwise, I'll get a pro in. Excellent advice. So if you've got a good camera, if you've got an eye for detail, go for it. However, if there is any chance that that could work against you, that's the time to call in the professionals. Exactly. I mean, I use Photoshop as well, which I've used for probably 12, 13 years now. So I know how to try and bring the best out of the photos as well. So. Ah, OK. So I may be talking to a semi-professional photographer here with the background <laughs> of your, your online background. So the links in with your IT background, too. That's right. Media oh, okay. and IT is my thing. So. OK, OK. So that makes sense that you know your way around Photoshop, which I found one of the most difficult things I have ever done <laughs> opening up yeah, Photoshop. Yeah, it's prob probably the thing I've used most in my career, I think. Wow. OK, so you probably know that inside out, whereas I stumble my way around. That. Yeah. So that, yeah, I call in the professionals. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Great. Thank you for sharing your insights on photography, because it is it's so, so important. And as you say, it's, it's the window to what people are actually going to get when they come and stay. It helps them imagine Absolutely. what they're going to get when they arrive in your place. And of course, answers the questions. Is this the right place for me? And if there's any unanswered questions, they're going to move on. Yeah. OK, so this blueprint really, really works. Tell us about the service that your apartments offer to guests. Well, so I'm trying to give them, you know, the home from home experience so they can expect to have everything in there that they would need to do all of their cooking, for example. I like to put uh, Dulcie Gusto machines in our apartments, too. And uh, it might sound a bit tight, but one of the reasons that I picked Dulce Gusto is because you can get reproduction um, pods 
they're one of the only machines that you can get reproduction pods, which are a lot cheaper than uh, Dulce Gusto's own, which are about 40. I think they work out actually about 65 pence per cup of coffee. So I like to put those in all of our apartments. Excellent. I like to put things that look great in photos, really, as well. That's very important. So I might go for some jazzy um, kettles and toasters and things that just stand out in the kitchen. But for the guest, really, I'm trying to give them a almost hotel standard of experience, but with the massively increased space and the fact that they can all obviously socialize if they're a family, which I've been on holiday and had to get adjoining hotel rooms. Sometimes you can't. So um, you can't all be together. And quite often in the hotel room, of course, you've got no space to be together anyway. So that's where the apartment comes in. It gives families, for example, the chance to socialize and be in comfort but away from home most definitely and it's it's a huge amount of flexibility coming to a property like this rather than a hotel as well as the the value it's so much better value to come and stay in a service department they're trying to get two um rooms next to one another in a hotel it's it's like it's you're paying double essentially for those two hotel rooms you would pay around about the same for for the night in a a service accommodation plus all those benefits we just discussed yeah absolutely so we know that you're trying to offer this exceptional service to guests and that will bring them back again in the future so let's look at the apartments and how you chose the location of those apartments and What's actually within that apartment that's, that you look for to actually make it a great serviced apartment before you even get onto the service that and and all of the different things that you actually leave for guests for their experience? What do you look for in the apartment, the location and the type of apartment? OK, so what I'm doing a search on Rightmove for a start, I'll use drawn areas where you can actually select a specific area to um, be instantly notified of properties that come in. And I'll pick them near um, the city centres, not far from um, train stations, for example. Um, and so that if the guest was there, they've, they've got somewhere that they can go, hopefully on foot, that's going to either give them, you know, shopping facilities or leisure facilities um, or, or good transport links. So for me, that just makes makes the apartment a little bit more of a, you know, a better bet, as it were, um, by having it in those locations so with the actual apartment itself, I want to I want to walk in there and uh, feel really that it's a really nice place to be. Some apartments are not really nice. You know, you get a feel, you get a sixth sense for a place and also make sure that there's not too much that needs doing to it. Um, I don't want to spend a fortune. This is rent to rent. Uh, it's not like having your own place where you can go to town on it. You, you want to try and minimize your costs when you're setting up these places. So you're going to be looking around and seeing you know, does this place require a full paint? You know, the likelihood of the landlord doing it is slim. So it could come down to you and that could be a, anything up to 800 pounds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking at the state of the place and, you know, how big are the bedrooms? Is, you know, is, is this going to be a comfortable place for my guests to be? Yeah, most definitely. So there's a lot of things that you look for, which our guests who were maybe existing holiday homeowners have also found that they will have within a close proximity to their existing home. Or it transfers across to if somebody that's listening is looking for a holiday home as well. Really, these are the key things that you're wanting to to look for. A great place to be, fantastic location, places that people can walk to or connect to very very easily with public transport do you take properties on that have parking or because you're in the center is that a second concern for you 
No, actually, I, I tick the box. I, I make sure that I only pick properties with parking. Um, and to be honest, the kind of guests that I get, you know, will sometimes require two spaces. So I have to, uh, you know, notify them of where the nearest place is to stick the second car if there's no visitor parking. Um, so I, I think that's something else that draws people to your property. If you've got parking and someone else hasn't, you know where they're going to go. Yeah, most definitely, because everybody has a car. Why would you, you know, it's, it's, essentially it. they need to put it somewhere. And it's always I'm the trying first to create, question. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to create as many as many boxes ticked as possible to, to give me the booking. Yeah, absolutely. And and then in turn, the guest what they want and the two go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. That's right. OK, excellent stuff. So when it comes to. After a guest has left the property, what sort of aftercare do guests get in with home apartments and how important is the follow up for someone that has already stayed in your holiday home or service department? Well, we tend to communicate with them before they leave um, via email. We've got automated emails that go out thanking them for their stay, um, notifying them that if they book directly with us next time, they're going to save and just trying to, you know, keep in communication with these people. We also get their email address um, from the very first time they book so that we can do that. Obviously, you need to be able to market to them. And one of the best ways is through either uh, email or SMS. So we'll we'll definitely be keeping their details. And we try to give them a good experience so that they do want to come back. Yeah, most definitely. You want to be memorable. And having uh, what I'll do, if it's okay with you, is I'll link through from the website at holidayletsuccess.com to home apartments and people can have a look at the properties and how you've created them. And one of the things that just popped into my head then as we were talking uh, and as your properties actually that really makes them stand out is some of those things we talked about for the photography, things that look good in apartments. You can see some of the beautiful things that you've put on the wall, the artwork yes. and the different pieces that you've got placed around the properties, too. So we'll link through there so people can see what we've actually been talking about today so far. That's right. OK. Now, I've noticed you're a very forward thinking business. And now that I've got to know you a little bit today, I realise that's because you really do know your stuff when it comes to working and selling online. And we know there's a lot of great technologies that we have at our disposal now as holiday home and serviced accommodation owners that will really help us run our businesses. One of those is automated email that we've just touched on and automated SMS. We've also very briefly touched on. Tell us about the technology that's behind the running of your business and how it saves the time your everyday tasks. So we've seen you've got or I've just mentioned you've got your own website. You use automated email and SMS text messaging as well. Do you use yep. keyless locks? How do you get your guests to have simple access? And let's touch on channel management as well. Yeah, sure. So um, with regard to access, I've been lucky. I can use either a key lock box or I've got uh, concierge in uh, one of my places, which is really useful, 24 hours. So, um, you know, access is never an issue. But that is something that you need to consider when you go around looking at properties with a view to renting them is, you know, are, are people going to be able to easily get in and out? Or are you going to have to do meet and greets? And for me, I did not want to do meet and greets. I, I think it's a great thing for the guest. I do. But I've been able to achieve, you know, five star ratings all the way along without doing meet and greets. And um, with regards to the technology, I have used three different channel managers. 
I started off with uh, Evivo, which um, was a, a total nightmare for me um, for setting up. I, I then went to Kigo, which was possibly worse. And uh, then I tried uh, 365 Villas, which was, was pretty good, um, but not, not the most logical sort of layout. You know, me being um, in software and things in the past, I, I felt it was a little bit tricky to use in the end, and it yeah. was missing a few things. So I am now, I think, finally uh, with the right company, um, and I personally use Tokeet. Tokeet. Um, Tokeet, I've, I've had long chats with the owner of Tokeet, and some of the features that he's bringing out uh, are proper enterprise-level features, but the, the cost of the actual software is, is really, really cheap. I think, it's, I think it's about $29 a month. So it, it, it's, you know, it's very, very inexpensive, but it does some great things. Um, and it's, it's also going to have dynamic pricing very soon as well. Great stuff. So they're really a company that's keeping bang up to date with exactly what the trends are and what people are looking for and, and the immediacy of changing prices and, and booking. So you can use Takeet to actually book direct. Do you use it as a booking widget on your website or is it purely yes. channel management in the background? OK. Yeah, no, it does it all. It does it all. But it's, it's rapidly changing. There's a there's a whole load of things that they're bringing out before the end of the year. They seem to be working 24 seven on it. Um, and it's by far and away the most simplest way to quickly link up your um, properties with all the channels um, without having to open new accounts and things like that, which you have to do with some of the other channel managers. You know, within 10 minutes, you can be hooked up to your Airbnb and your booking.com accounts and be be changing prices on all of them with a click of a button. That's that's incredible. Such a time saver. We think back, it's only a few years, really, since in holiday homeowners that were wanting to advertise in a few different locations were having to individually go into each individual location and update a calendar every single time a booking came through. So to have something like these channel managers and like to keep, which sounds like they are truly charging ahead and, and really setting the pace of how these types of software really need to work. Yes. Just to this, the time saver that we've got. And as you say, just getting set up within 10 minutes is, is huge. And I've not spoken to Takeet before. I have seen them, but not read into them. So I will link up. It's great to hear about them. I will link up to Takeet on the website, holidayletsuccess.com. And that will be at forward slash Jason, where you'll be able to see everything we've talked about today. And of course, link through some of these exceptional resources that Jason has shared today. Now, whilst we're talking about technology and the different things that we use to run our businesses and the importance of channel managers that gives us that nice central calendar <laughs> without having to go out and log into each channel separately, you are some sort of spreadsheet genius. And again, now <laughs> that I've started to speak to you, I realize the background and, and why this worked. And then, of course, you said at the beginning of the interview, when you started to look at your existing portfolio, that was the first thing you did before you started this rent to rent drive that you're going with right now. You put everything into a spreadsheet to realize exactly where you were within your business. And that's allowed you to, to move forward. Would you say the spreadsheet actually is the backbone of your business? Is it the key ingredient that, that makes this business tick for you? Well, it certainly it certainly tells you the truth. 
Um, I think it's very, very important when you're running a business to know the truth. You know, how are you doing? What what are the expenses? Are you really making a profit? And I think, you know, having that spreadsheet like that and I don't know, I just love figures. I love to I love to know the truth of the situation. It gives me security, I suppose. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I tend to spend, I've always got my iPhone within close distance. I've got an app for everything. So I was quite surprised when I found that people were really, really interested in spreadsheets and having everything onto a spreadsheet. And I spent yeah. a lot of time learning how to put a spreadsheet together that I can share right. with holiday homeowners. And genuinely, I took training, I did everything. And then I saw your spreadsheet, Jason. I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> my spreadsheet is really not <laughs> as good as this one. <laughs> so it is it is an amazing spreadsheet. And, and I, I spent quite a lot of time looking at, at apps and different ways that I could maybe manage my business. But actually, the clarity of this particular spreadsheet that Jason has put together, I mean, as he's just said, it really does tell you exactly where you are. There's no room for getting anything wrong there's nothing missed out and you can't but see where you are within your business and the other side of that is that you are in a perfect position to be able to make changes so that you can see what would happen if you put your prices up what would happen if you put if you doubled the amount of bookings that you have or even got five more nights booked per month you can actually test that in the spreadsheet and see just what difference these things can actually make to your business so it's so so useful jason would you be happy to allow the spreadsheet to be downloaded if i send people to wherever you've got that spreadsheet stored yeah the way it works is you basically uh, it, it's been done in google spreadsheets okay. and one of the reasons i like that is it's all online and it's cloud-based i can access it from my phone or anywhere else but all you need to do is just to copy the spreadsheet and then once you've made a copy of that spreadsheet into your own Google account, you can then edit it all you want. Excellent. Well, I should, again, I will make sure that everything we talk about today is linked up on the show notes page for this particular podcast. It truly is a great spreadsheet. And I would really say to you to to head over to the website, holidayletsuccess.com forward slash Jason and get hold of his spreadsheet. It's just great. And actually, it's blown any apps out of the water that I was messing <laughs> about with. So thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. No and that's, that's really what made me reach out and and start chatting to you. So great. Great. Stuff. <laughs> so what would you say is key? Where would you say is the key place for, for owners today to start marketing their businesses? Would you think it would be where should their focus be? Or is it a combination of everything? Do you think they should be focusing on the big listing listing sites or the OTAs, as we sometimes call them? their own website? Should they delve into Google advertising? Do they go down the social media advertising route? Mm. What, difficult, what do you difficult. Think? Um, okay, well, I think that you know, the first thing to do, unless you're, you know, some social media genius is really to get stuck in onto the, the OTAs and that would be Airbnb and booking.com. They're going to be your two primary sources of booking for serviced accommodation. You may also get some bookings from uh, TripAdvisor, you know, holiday lettings, owners direct, uh, home away. Uh, those guys, they're going to be on the fringe, but your your main sources is going to be Airbnb and Booking.com. So that's the place to, to make sure that you're on straight away. 
exceptional stuff. And of course, if you're using a channel manager, you can link all of those accounts up within that central calendar, which is just Absolutely. A, a sanity saver as well as a time uh, saver. It has to be done straight away. Otherwise, you're going to get overbookings and that is very stressful. Yeah, most horrible situation that anyone listening, I'm sure just the thought of that is bringing people it's out in a, in a sweat yes. as we speak. So yes, <laughs> anything right. to avoid that. Absolutely. So then you really start building your own email list off the back of that and build on that email list from there. As people come and stay with you, you collect their email address and start building your own list. Would that, was that how you got yep, going? Yeah, that's right. There's a whole load of more advanced things you can do after. I, I mean, really, you know, to get on the channels is the first priority. But, um, you know, in our, in, in our situation where we have a lot of online experience, uh, our next move will be to uh, start doing some search engine optimization to make sure our website's ranking highly for things like service department Bournemouth or pool or, you know, family, family holiday apartment and all those kind of search terms. We'll be doing loads of social media um, and we'll also be doing uh, Facebook ads and um, possibly some Google pay-per-click. We spent literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands on pay-per-click over the last 10 years anyway. So we have a lot of experience in that arena. But we'll be we'll be testing and trying out all the different methods to um, to get guests, really. Excellent. Now, something I did read on the spreadsheet that you very, very kindly um, shared was that you can actually market others holiday homes or rather serviced accommodation on their behalf and from what we've just mentioned that made me remember that and it seems you've got a lot of um, background and a lot of experience in how to do this as you said you've marketed millions of pounds worth of products whether they be physical or digital over a, a long period of time so you've been through the ups and downs of the internet you know it inside out you mentioned you're going to be working on seo and of course facebook marketing and google adwords so are you starting to take on the marketing of others holiday homes for people that aren't necessarily as savvy online as you are well we're, we're certainly happy to do that um, we we know that there's an awful lot of people when I've been uh, on some of these courses and I've been around, you know, sat in a room full of people who I know that the moment they leave that course, they are going to struggle when it comes to the online side of things. I know that they're going to find it tricky um, to set up, you know, possibly like a booking dot com account and, and have their property listed and things like that. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely open to helping people market their uh, serviced accommodation online. We're also going to be looking very soon at helping people set up their service department as well. So we're firmly in this niche now. We love it. Um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic business and we want to try and help as many other people um, get on board and start profiting from it. Excellent. And, and really, that leads me on to, to mention that you online you actually share a lot of hints and tips on managing apartments and i've seen you do videos on little hacks to help people get their properties looking fantastic and we've really seen and you've shared how your portfolio is growing a lot online i see you in lots of different facebook groups really sharing some fantastic tips and so what is your best tip you've come across recently in the last few days? What's the best one you've come across so far that listeners can take a look at the videos you've shared so far? OK, but well, I'll tell you what, um, probably probably my best tip that I don't I don't think I've really said or mentioned this because it's not really a video 
a video kind of tip but if you're going for a rent to rent property if you if you want to save some money one of the best things is to do a search on right move and, and get a furnished place because obviously that's going to save you a fair bit of money buying all the beds and chairs and what have you try and look for somewhere that's got a high standard of furniture and uh, and and like i say that could save you an awful lot of money great tip thank you for that and the videos that you've shared so far have you got those on youtube or are they purely on in social media facebook groups etc no they've they've been purely just uploaded to to social media but um i do plan on putting it all together nicely and uh, having a youtube channel and uh, who knows a little bit further down the line of course excellent so i'll make sure again that if I link up your connections on Facebook, that people can then start to follow you online and catch up with the videos that you've done so far, because there really is some great stuff in those videos. They're quick, they're short, and they are useful and actionable, which is always, always key to get people up and yes. running and fast. <laughs> That's it. I enjoy helping people. So, uh, you know, while I'm going around and sometimes I'll be in my apartment and I'll suddenly do something and I'll think, oh, that could be useful for everybody. I'll just put it out on a quick video. Yeah. And, and I have seen some great stuff. I've picked up some some hints and tips on decorating quite recently for a, a property That's that I'm going it. to put into place in one of my own uh, properties. So, yeah, thank you, thank you for those videos. So we've talked about this industry that we we are in and around, whether that be service accommodation or holiday let vacation rental. But, but looking at service accommodation, which is where you're really delving into, where do you think this industry is headed? Well, <clears throat> clearly it's on the up in terms of the um, demand for service accommodation, which is another reason why I was keen to get involved. You know, it feels a little bit like a, you know, a, a gold rush at the moment. Obviously, um, it's a hot topic, serviced accommodation. And everyone wants to get on board. But I think it's important. And this is one of the reasons why I'm hurrying uh, and trying to get as many properties as possible to, to get stuck in now and establish yourself and uh, have a high standard of accommodation right from the beginning, because I think it will get more competitive later on. So, you know, it's important to do it right and have a have a really high standard of accommodation to make sure that you are already getting reviews and you know you're establishing yourself especially in terms of being on booking.com and so on people are going to look for places with reviews so it's important to, to, to get on with it as soon as possible if this is what you want to do yeah very much so so great advice there so let's round off by uh, by asking you to share with somebody new to the industry, how would they get started with their own portfolio of rent to rent service accommodation properties? What's the first step they need to take to get up and running quickly? Um, OK, so I think the first step is to know that you are going to need some money. Uh, if you get an unfurnished place and you want it done to a high standard, depending on depending actually on what market that you're going to target i mean if you're if you're targeting you know builders and contractors and things or you may not need to to have it you know top luxury uh, sort of furniture and finishings but i think you're going to need to know that you're going to need some money anyway and you should get out there and find suitable properties go and do as many viewings as you can go and uh, meet agents and uh, befriend agents because they are going to be so useful to you in the future if you do want more properties and just try and get your first property and and use it as a learning curve. Yeah, just get stuck in, learn as you go, which is actually quite scary. But that's where you learn the most, wouldn't you say? 
it, it is scary. I remember I remember literally being, you know, pretty, pretty scared when my first guests were due at my first property thinking, oh, my God, are they going to like it? You know, are they going to leave me a bad review? And, you know, the place was perfect and immaculate. But I was still worried. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little bit unnerving. But once you've once you've had a few guests go through and everybody's happy, then I think you start to relax a little bit and realize that, that it's not quite as scary as you thought. Yeah, most definitely. I completely concur with the way that you felt at the beginning. I was exactly yeah. the same. You know, I had a, a bunch in my stomach because you want it to be. It's the start of a business for you, but you want it to be brilliant for the guests. And you want to start on as the way you mean to go on, which is just doing things right and doing things well, not just for, for you and your business, but for the guest and for the industry as a whole exactly this is a very this is guest focused business this is all about the guests they are you know what makes your business work or not work so if as long as you have that in your mind when you're setting up a, an apartment and you're going along and you're making sure it's it kept immaculate and clean beautifully and everything's right you know you should you shouldn't really leave yourself open for any sort of negative feedback really most definitely great advice there so just in closing is there any particular resources that you would like to share or recommend for listeners we've talked about some of the, the great videos that you shared so i'll make sure that those are linked up you mentioned you went on some courses or a particular one or a particular book that you read that really made it clear for you how you were going to proceed next um well i just took in everything from everyone um everyone who is in this business i wanted to learn from um and i still am i still am i will listen to all webinars from from other people who are in service accommodation i think it's important to to make sure you don't just stagnate once you're in this business you know you're always a student and i i will always always know that there's there's other people out there who've been in this business longer than me who i can learn from yeah great advice I, I I agree. I'm exactly the same as you. I'm constantly reading, constantly learning, constantly seeing who is out there, what they are doing and just taking on board that you can never know everything. There's always going to be something new and there's always going to be someone who has an amazing idea that can just work well for you, for your apartments, for your guests and for your business. That's right. I think it's very important to always be a student. I, I'll listen to webinars in my car. You know, when I drove here today uh, to Southampton, I'll listen to, to other people's webinars and, you know, make a little note in my mind if I hear something which is valuable to me. Excellent stuff. OK, Jason, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise today. I know you've got a lot going on, so I really appreciate the time that you've taken out of your, your business to spend with us today. You've shared some incredible advice and people listening today will be able to go away with something that they can start with. And of course, knowing that it's doable and you can do it quite quickly and get up and running with a really solid business behind them. So thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. I've really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Well, have a great day and hopefully I'll speak to you again very soon. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Lane. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm sure you'll agree that Jason shared some really useful tips on how to really get those foundations in place and grow your business as a holiday homeowner. 
you can go straight to the podcast page for Jason's page, which is at holidayletsuccess.com forward slash Jason. If you scroll to the bottom, you can get the spreadsheets that he mentioned. You can find him on Facebook and you can take a look at the apartments and how he's got those looking absolutely beautiful on his website, also at the bottom of the page. But I am really excited and keen to hear what you think of the differences or the similarities are between holiday homes and serviced accommodation. Which bracket do you put yourself in and why? So please leave me a comment at the bottom of that page also, which is holidayletsuccess.com forward slash Jason. I would be really keen to hear your feedback. So thank you for listening and I will catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Let Success podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review in the iTunes store. It only takes a minute and it helps us reach more great holiday home, vacation rental and serviced accommodation providers just like you. When you leave a review, you will also be added into a draw to win access to our complete website builder course. And the name will be drawn on next week's show. So listen out for that.